friends, thank you for tuning in to Intermittent Philosophy, the podcast where we are going to talk about all of the hard things that people don't want to talk about. I am going to open up some doors that maybe you wanted to close in your thoughts or your feelings. My mission, the legacy that I want to leave behind is to get people thinking, to get people feeling authentic and feeling fulfilled with their life. So hang out with me, Sammy Joe, as we get into this episode of Intermittent Philosophy. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time, for showing up for yourself, for allowing yourself to consume a little bit of a different type of ideology, a little bit of a reframe in your life so that you then can go on in your future deciding whether this information is appropriate to you, what you can do with it, but just gifting yourself that outside knowledge, which is so big nowadays. So thank you for doing that for yourself. And thank you for continuing to come back showing me the support that really means a lot to me and that also has a lot to do with what today's episode is. It's a topic that is very near and dear to me. It's something that I didn't really understand for a long time. Maybe it's something that I didn't really buy into. It just sounded a little frou-frou to be honest and so I spent a lot of time disconnecting from this topic but it is something that really needs to be talked about more and addressed. And what that is, is a universal law of oneness. So today we're gonna talk about the interconnected interconnectedness, try to say that three times fast, that exists between all of us, between you and me, and me and the person sitting next to you. We all have a really big connectedness. And when we can understand this principle, when we can apply this principle to all of our actions, everything changes. It allows us to have more compassion, more understanding, but it also empowers us to take bigger action because we realize that by us doing the things that we are great at, by us doing the things that we love, it is not just a benefit to ourselves, it is literally a benefit to the world. Now, The reason why I find for myself and for a lot of people why this is really hard to wrap our heads around at first is because our society does a really great job at teaching us that, you know, there shouldn't be a collaboration or, you know, there shouldn't be that compassion necessarily. We're taught a lot about competition and about scarcity, right? So competition and scarcity are the exact opposite of universal oneness and abundance. So in a lot of industries, we act out of fear, believing that there is not enough for us. So I have to act in competition with other people. And, you know, if I bash another business or if I don't try to help other people, that's going to benefit me in the long run. But it's not the case. And for a long time, these were principles and practices that were taught to us. And as a society, we really bought into And I really truly feel that there is nothing wrong with that because if we didn't have such a time span in our society where that was the case, we would have never learned that maybe there could be a different way. But now there is a massive shift in a bunch of energy in the way that we are doing business and we understand that that 
you know, acting out of competition and believing that in order for me to be successful, everybody else has to suffer or has to fail. That is no longer being practiced as much anymore. There's a massive shift away from that because we have realized through years of study and just noticing what's going on with people's deeper mental thoughts and deeper psyche with depression and that sort of thing, that that way of thinking is not working. We are going back to a better belief and understanding of the universal law of oneness, which if you think back to our history as people, that we are tribal in nature, that's exactly it. You do good for your tribe, for the whole world, and then everything else just falls into place and you win better. Another great way to think of this is the butterfly effect. So if I do something today, if I smile at a stranger, right? It's a very small thing, but if I smile at a stranger, that could totally change the trajectory of that person's day. So I'm just gonna totally on the spot, make up an example. Hopefully it's gonna flow really good and you guys are gonna understand. So if I smile at a stranger when I'm walking home from the gym and that person was having a really, really hard day, and let's say that this teacher, their job is, or sorry, let's say this person's job is being a teacher. So I smile at this teacher who is having a really bad day. Now, when I walk to the gym, it's really early in the morning. So chances are that person would be walking to work. So because I smiled at them, because I kind of changed their, let's say that they were going in a negative spiral, I changed that for them. And then they went to school. And because they were in a better mindset, they were able to show up differently at work. They were able to show up in a more positive, powerful way for their students. So their students then got to have a better day. And let's just say, because Grand Prairie is a small place where I live, that that teacher actually taught a friend of my niece or one of my nephews. And then my niece or nephews got to play or hang out with that student who was so inspired by their teacher that day. And my niece or nephews were having kind of a bad day. Maybe they were just missing that feeling of connection with their friends. And then their friend got to show up in a totally different way. And so while me smiling at that person, it's not necessarily going to be so close to me, but eventually it is all going to circle back And if we can have that understanding, if we can act out of that, especially when it comes to business practices, everything just has so much more ease to it. Or it's easier for us to choose to, sometimes it's hard. It's hard to choose the things that make us out of our comfort zone. It's hard for us to go against our conditioning that everything in life is scarcity and everything in life is competition. It's hard, I get it, me too. But if I can remember that eventually, maybe not now, but maybe five or 10 years from now, it's going to come back to me. It makes it a lot easier to choose to act in the spirit of oneness. So now let's take a look at what this could look like from a negative chain of events with universal oneness. So let's just say that I'm, I'm having a little bit of a hard day. And I'm going to act out of thinking that, you know, what I do to other people, it's not going to directly affect me. It doesn't really matter. So why should I care? So I'm out and about and I'm going to pull a really generic example here that maybe a lot of you have experienced at some point in your life. And I'm out grocery shopping and I'm not purposefully rude 
to the cashier or teller, but I'm not overly nice. You know when there are those times when you're not going out of your way to be in a bad mood or to be rude to people, but you know damn well that the other person is not feeling welcome by you, they're feeling off by you, and it sucks because the other person literally did nothing, yet they're having to interact with this, like a, a bad vibey you. So that's the situation. I'm out and about, and this person's dealing with a bad vibey me, and then it starts this other chain of events. And this cashier that I'm dealing with, who knows, possibly she's had the worst day ever, she's trying to hold it together, and then she has to deal with my gloom and doom mood, where once again, I'm not going out of my way to act like that, but you better believe I know exactly what's going on. And then she goes home, has a fight with her husband. And then her husband goes to work and he's a little bit turned off because he just got in a fight with his wife. That's not what he was looking for. So he goes to work and he's interacting with someone else who then calls my husband to do a job for them. And because they're in a bad mood already, it's causing my husband grief and Corey's grief is my grief. That's a part of being a couple, right? So once again, super generic example. Sometimes the connectedness is this close to us while other times it is a lot bigger, but eventually it will come back. Now this doesn't mean that, you know, if you act in a universal oneness and a universal connectedness, that if somebody hurts you, it doesn't mean that you just get to sit back and take it. That's not what I'm saying here. But in this example, the cashier literally did nothing to me. I'm not, I wasn't reacting. It's not her fault that that was my mood, but I did not put in an effort to ensure that my mood then was not influencing her. I am also 100% of the attitude that nobody makes us feel or do things. So there could be a counter argument that although maybe my vibe wasn't the most welcoming with the cashier, it was her choice to then internalize it negatively and have that chain of events. Sure, that's true, 100%, I believe that. However, not everyone has been open to that type of a scenario where we are in control, right? Not everyone is aware of that because of our conditioning, once again, doesn't really teach us that that is in our control. A lot of the times, even our language will say, that person made me feel this way. This is a very common sentence that we use. So while we are in control and we do let other people affect us, that is our choice. We are choosing to do that. But until you're aware that that is a cognizant choice, it's really hard to change it, right? So I just kind of want to shut down that argument because like I said, I am of that opinion that we get to choose what affects us. Nobody makes us feel a certain way. But if you don't know how to do that, if you don't even know what that feels like, it's not going to happen. Even when we think of financially, when we think about capitalism at its purest form, the principle is that if I have a business, literally doesn't matter what your business is, if I have a business, how can I expect anybody else to be able to afford my products or my services if they don't have money? So in order for people to come to my store to buy my products or my services, I must also invest in them. 
And maybe that person won't invest in me, but that person is investing in this other person who's buying a product from this other person. And this other person actually becomes a client of mine or becomes a customer of mine. You see, it all cycles back. We need to spend to get. We need to be compassionate, to have compassion in our lives. And once again, these are just very, very small examples of this, but I hope that it has sparked you to think about how this can apply in your own life. How does oneness show up? What are all the areas of interconnectedness in your life? And if you know that sometimes you do act out of competition versus compassion or collaboration, that's fine. Like I said, we've been conditioned to, it's almost defaults. But I would challenge you to think about how could you shift that mentality to be that of a more compassionate or a collaborative attitude. And if you were to do that, what would be the worst thing that could happen? Because a lot of times when we're acting out of competition, we, we really truly feel like that is the only way. But when you allow yourself to step out of the situation and kind of look at it from a bigger picture point of view, a lot of things become different. So that is my challenge, that is my homework for you guys today. And if, and if you're really having a hard time and you're really struggling to understand how this could fit into your life, these are the types of things that I could nerd out about all day. So always feel free, reach out to me. I would love to have this, I would love to have this conversation with you. It would be my pleasure. You can always find me on Facebook or Instagram at Lifestyle Rising. You can send me a private message there, or if you're more into email, awesome, shoot me an email. My email address is sj at lifestylerising.com. Also on both of those avenues, I'm always curious to hear what are you guys really liking about the podcast, the topics, that sort of thing, and what are you actually really disliking? And the more you let me know about what you're liking, which a lot of you have been doing, which I really appreciate, that's how I can kind of curate the things that I'm going to talk about on the podcast so that I can make it more worth your time so that I can be a better service to you. Also, if you are interested in figuring out a little bit more about me as a person, as a coach, what it is that I do with coaching, you can always feel free to head on over to my website, www.lifestylerising.com. I hope that you guys have a really great week focusing on universal oneness and the interconnectedness of everything. And I will chat with you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Intermittent Philosophy. I'll be popping back with another episode soon. But in the meantime, please don't forget to keep thinking. Interrupt your everyday patterns. Yes, our life is busy, but there are always moments where we can reflect, we can grow, and we can appreciate. Gratitude is one of the best driving forces for growth and appreciation. So try to add a little bit of philosophy intermittently into every day.